Who am I to tell you anything about your brand, about business, about social media? Well, I'm Simon Scholes. I'm the founder and creative director of Perception Studios, and we're an award-winning visual marketing agency. And we help brands and businesses create content for social media that makes them stand out. Now, that could be video, animation, aerial work, graphics, all sorts of stuff. However, a few years ago, it became very obvious to me that not every brand, not every business was in a position to spend a lot of money on having content created consistently for them. However, social media is all about consistency, is all about giving that regular content, that regular value, and not just once a month regularity, but daily. So I wanted to try and help all these smaller businesses who probably couldn't afford the services to still get onto that content creation journey. So I sat down, I went through all the processes that I use, stuff that I've learned in the past, stuff that I'd heard other people talk about, came up with a whole process called How to Nine Times Your Social Media. And it's basically taking you through from marketing planning to podcasting and everything in between. The Social Media Podcast with Simon Scholes. Tips, hints, and great content ideas. So today we're going to talk about why content with dogs in it is probably performing better than yours because today is International Mud Day and there's going to be lots of people posting photographs of cute dogs and things like that, cute mutts. And the fact of the matter is, is we've probably all been there. We've had a link sent to us on an email or we've had some content shared with us on Facebook or wherever it might be that we frequent. And this piece of content's got a really cute animal in it, specifically maybe a dog for today, but a cute animal... And it's doing something really sweet. The other day, I was shared a piece of content with um, a woman giving a donkey a hug. And it was on about when you get the best hugs, sometimes it's just like worth being happy about. And this donkey looked so happy. And it was just a great, it was such a cool piece of content. And loads of people have liked it, loads of people have shared it, loads of people have commented on it. And you see this with all these types of content. And the, then you end up questioning yourself well, why is this dog or is this donkey? And its piece of content of it smiling while it's getting a hug, doing better than my piece of content where I'm actually helping somebody and giving value. And the reason for that is that it connects. That piece of content has connected with the audience who've seen it and on an emotional level as well. Now, it could be emotionally that they're really happy to see it or that it makes them go, ah, or cue or whatever, but it is connecting with them emotionally. And what stops your content from doing the same thing is that you're not connecting emotionally with your audience. In fact, if you don't know who your audience is, it's even a worse thing because so many people will be creating content today and putting it out without truly understanding who their avatar actually is. And that's not a good thing. So I want you to come off the back end of this broadcast. And I know I talk about it on such a regular basis, but you need to sit down and understand who your avatar is. You need to sit down and work out who it is you're talking to. Because if you don't know who you're talking to, then you're going to be in a situation where you're going to be creating content and it's not for your audience. It's not for anybody who you want it to hit. So your product and I've said this again and again and again, could be aimed at Amanda, who's 25. She's a female, she's got money to spend, and she loves your product. But the content you're creating is aimed at Greg, who's 57 and couldn't care less about your content, your product. But because you've got your content a little bit mixed up, it's not hitting right. 
And there's my delivery. Told you it would happen. Back in a second. Please uh, amuse yourselves. too bad 30 seconds okay so we're talking about avatars do apologize for that anyway so i want you to come off the back end of this broadcast and think about your avatar who is it you're creating content for because you want that content to hit hard you want that content to hit emotionally just like the dog content the donkey content whatever it is the content that you're seeing performing really well that is emotionally connection with the people who are liking it and sharing it and commenting on it you want to get the same. Now, I'm not suggesting you chase vanity metrics because vanity metrics are just pointless. There's so many groups out there who are insisting that you like different posts and stuff like that in Facebook or come and join my Facebook page, my business page, and I'll come and like yours. And those are vanity metrics. Those are metrics that basically mean absolutely nothing because it's all well and good to like a piece of content um, once in a while. But if you go off and like a million and one Facebook pages and a million and one come and like your page as well, it's it's not helping you out because the algorithm looks at that and goes, right, okay, so you've got 10,000 people follow your business page. That's good. And then it goes, oh, hang on a minute. 10,000 people follow your business page and three people liked your last piece of content. That can only mean one thing your content sucks and doesn't push your content out to more people. So I'm not saying worry about the numbers that you're getting and the likes and all that kind of stuff. But the way to try and increase that is to connect emotionally with your audience, is to look at who it is you're trying to talk to and make the content for them, not just general scattergun content that's not necessarily going to hit. So if you're a mindset coach or a life coach right now, People are going through some really difficult times. So as the person who can potentially help them, you need to be creating content right now for all those people coming out of lockdown in the UK or going into lockdown in America or whatever it might be, or they're in quarantine. Whatever those people are going through, you can help them by creating content that actually talks to them. And that's the same for anybody in any business whatsoever. So start sitting down at the end of this video and go, right, who is my ideal customer? And then look at your content and go, does that really speak to them? Maybe it does. And maybe you've just got to change some other things. Maybe you need to speak to an agency to help you out a little bit. But most of the time, it probably means your content isn't really hitting all that hard if you're not getting the interaction that you really want. And the audience you have are the people that you want. Okay, fab. Fingers crossed. You've got some value from this. I know it got broken up in the middle a little bit there, but I really want you to think about who you're talking to so that you can create that emotional connection with the people that you're talking to. Remove that pain point for them. It is, after all, International Mud Day. So why is that animal content performing better than yours? Because that animal content is 
better than yours. It's talking to the people it's aimed at. It's creating that emotional connection. And you're not doing that yet. Doesn't mean you can't, just means you haven't done it yet. That's that's the saying my pole vault coach used to say to me. Oh, God, I can't believe I just repeated it. Oh, I feel dirty. Anyway, right, shall we move on to your questions today? As always, uh, the platforms of choice are open for you to comment on, leave your questions in, and we'll do our best to answer as many of them as I possibly can do today. Uh, We're live on Twitch, Periscope, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Sadly, we're not on Instagram Live uh, because Vodafone has been a bit achy in my little area today, so I can't go live because it just won't stay live for very long. Uh, And that's just one of those things. But not to worry. Uh, We can answer some of the questions that have come through on the other platforms. And most of these have come through on Twitter, um, a couple of them on DM, but they don't mind me saying who they are. Uh, So the first one came through as a normal tweet from James, who asked the question, what is the simplest form of lighting for a video? So the simplest and the cheapest form of lighting for a video is that thing behind me, a window. Now, I can't set myself up in front of the window because I just don't have the space here. As you can see, there's a bed behind me. I'm sat in a space of about 30 centimetres, and I just about fit. There is no other space for me. So I can't put my computer there and then talk to you with the sunlight lighting me nicely, sadly. That's just one of those things. But that is definitely the cheapest form of lighting for just general videos. Now, There are times when you want to be able to control the lighting on a video. Normally, what I would do is I would black out this window, and then I have a light up here, which is shining down over me, which then lights me nicely. But I just wanted to use the window as a good example for that question today. So I haven't blacked out the window. There are other forms of lighting that you can go with. Um, One of the forms of lighting I recommend to people and I speak about and that I've actually written about as a blog is just the basic, simple three-point lighting. We have three different lights backlighting you and front lighting you so that you have a bit of depth of feel to you, but you look nice and you've been lit nicely. So if you've got the space to do that and have a couple of lights in front of you, um, fantastic one either side, and it'll just make a big difference. If you want to see that piece of content, I will link it in the section below to this video so you can go and take a look at that basic key point three three lighting. Right now, like I say, I'm using a single light over the top of me. Uh, If you want to know about any lighting and stuff like that, there's loads and loads of different blogs out there that can help you. Or if you want to see some of the lights that I actually use, which are generally affordable, not actually all that expensive, go and have a look at the links in the section below as well. Hopefully that's answered your question, James. Okay, let's have a look at this one that came through from Sean on a DM. Um, and she's asking, do I need an expensive mic like yours to go live? This mic was not expensive. It sounds better than it actually should, I think, uh, for the cost of the microphone. This cost me, with the stand and the pop shield and everything else, about 50 quid, which is nothing. It's a USB-powered mic. It's from newer. It's... um. It's not bad. It's not bad at all. I don't have any soundproofing in here at all. I don't have anything to stop the bounce of the sound. So it sounds pretty decent for such an affordable microphone. So do you have to have an expensive microphone like mine to go live? No, you could have a cheap microphone like mine to go live. Um, So if you're going to go live and you want a better sound, 
you could pay a lot less and just get like a little simple lapel mic. I don't have one to hand to show you, but a lapel mic that you just clip onto yourself and plug into your computer, usually in the headphone socket, and that will work like a microphone socket. Um, but if you just want to spend a little bit more and you are happy having a piece of kit that is pretty much static, can't move around to different places too easily, then this is this is a really great choice. It's good and affordable. Again, I've linked it down in the section below, but there's loads of different USB mics out there that are available. A lot of people will tell you to err on the side of caution and not go with something like a Blue, Blue Yeti. The main reason being is they're a bit plasticky, they're a bit rattly, not the greatest sound in the world. Um, but in the grand scheme of things, they do do a job and it can probably help you make your sound a little bit better until you can afford something a bit nicer further down the line. So hopefully, Sean, that's helped you out. Um, no, you don't need an expensive mic. You can go live without a microphone full stop. Just use the microphone that's plugged in, not even plugged in, is built into the bottom of the phone. But if you actually want to have a better sound, then you can't go wrong with something like this plugged into your computer and stuff like that. Okay, next question. Just checking to see if we've got any from anyone else anywhere. Uh, don't forget, if you are watching, you can stick some questions in. Uh, this is my last one that came through on Twitter from Paula, uh, who says, I never look like I'm speaking to the audience on my videos. Have you got any idea why? Yes. And this isn't because you're vain. This isn't because... Uh, of you're narcissistic or anything like it's because you're looking at yourself that's what happens with most people right now my image is here so if i'm talking to myself right here i am not talking to you in the lens and that's the issue for you the audience is behind there this thing here that i'm tapping on the audience is not further down you wouldn't stand and talk to somebody in the pub and look at their chest permanently and that's effectively what you're doing when you're looking at yourself in the screen. So what I'd suggest is you need to try and help yourself with your content anyway. So maybe bullet point your content, write it down into post-it notes, stick those post-it notes over your screen, whether it's on your phone or on your computer, so you can't see it. If you can't look at yourself, you can't see how beautiful you truly are. And the other thing is for me is potentially stick a photograph of uh, a loved one or a teddy bear behind the lens of the microphone, uh, behind the lens of the camera, sorry, so that you can talk to the teddy bear, talk to the photograph. That's where they are, that's what the item is, and then you can talk to that thing and really make an emotional connection that way because people want you to talk to them, not at them. If I'm talking here, I'm talking at you, I'm talking over your shoulder. If I'm talking here, I'm connecting with you. It's eye-to-eye -eye contact. We're actually in the same room together. I'm, I'm talking to you. I'm not talking to everybody. I'm talking to you right now who's watching. So you can feel the difference. So hopefully, Paula, that is going to help you a lot with your live content and with just general video content as well, is speak to the lens. Don't speak to yourself. I know it's very difficult to not look at yourself because you're worried you're doing silly things. Maybe you're throwing your hands around, you gesticulate a lot like I do, and you're worried that you look daft. Don't worry about all that stuff. Don't worry about how you look. Worry about the value that you've got to give. And everybody watching this right now has got value to give in their area of expertise. And hopefully that will help you overcome that not looking at the camera side of things because you've already overcome the fact that most people won't even do the videos in the first place. You're actually doing them. You just need to learn to speak to the audience. And that's where they are. Just speak to the lens. It's that simple. 
Okay, right. I am going to shoot off. Um, thank you very much for uh, watching today. Uh, hello to Amanda Stone, who has uh, finally caught one of my lives. Thank you very much for joining us, Amanda, and uh, loving the idea of the teddy bear. It's what I used to do in radio. I used to, uh, when I had my very first radio shows, checked out by my boss. He said, I've got to talk to the audience, not at them. And so I put a teddy bear behind the microphone and spoke to the teddy bear behind the microphone. And it just helped me break down that boundary between the invisible audience and this inanimate object that I'm talking to, or in this case, this thing right here. Right, anyway, thank you so much for watching today. If you're brand new, uh, please don't forget to subscribe, whatever platform you're watching on. That could be Twitch, it could be Periscope, it could be YouTube like Amanda, it could be Facebook, LinkedIn, wherever you are. Uh, make sure you subscribe and uh, watch some of my old content as well. And also, if you're on YouTube or Facebook, hit the notifications bell. And if you're listening to the podcast, which will be live tonight, as always, uh, please don't forget to leave a review and a rating as well, especially if you're listening on iTunes. But until Friday, when I'll be back again with another live broadcast, uh, thank you, as always, for watching. And uh, we've come out of lockdown today, but I'm going to continue to say it because we're still in this weird tier system stuff. Please continue to stay safe and have a good one. I'll see you soon. Bye. This was a Perception Studios production.